Hey guys, Clint here. Thanks for watching. Former cop. Used to work for the RCMP for, I don't know, a long time. And uh, now I'm a civilian talking about, talking about stuff. Anything really. Anything that's on my mind. Mostly police stuff. Why didn't I take the sip before I started? Um, I'm thirsty. I'm really thirsty. I've been thirsty lately. The whole family, the whole family, uh, decided to, I would never admit to you that I smoke, but, uh, let's just say I don't anymore. The whole family decided to, uh, even the kids decided to, oh, maybe I should put one in, quit for a bit. And it's not the greatest household right now, to tell you the truth. It's not the happiest. Uh, kids are pretty grumpy. The wife. Me. So I hope they're able to kick the habit. But man, we are on edge. Like last night, we're... It's going to come out so wrong, but... You ever... Are you ever sitting on the couch with your spouse, no matter if it's a boy or girl, whatever, and you're just like annoyed for absolutely no reason at that person? And then you kind of want to, you don't want to bug them, but you kind of do want to bug them. I'm not going to use this, but last, maybe it's because she's on Nicorette, but uh, can't take the bugging right now. I can't either. But she really can't. You want to bug your spouse? Pretend to look out the window. It drove her insane. We have a window over here, okay? Big front window. She's sitting right there. And every two minutes, I would... Drove her nuts. What are you looking at? Nothing, I'm just looking. That was dumb. Drives him crazy. And I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. Okay, yeah, I'll talk about this. This is, this is our pumpkin that we, uh, that the, somebody in my household carved. Okay. And like I said, you can't bug them right now. You can't bug anybody right now. And I'm like, well, what's going on with that pumpkin? So I say to this person, uh, what's going on with this? Is this the new way of doing it? And uh, this, this person was a girl and she said to me, yeah, okay. I made a mistake. I flipped the pumpkin. She put the pumpkin on its stem, flipped it over on its stem. And cut out the bottom for the lid. Because she thought that was the... This person thought it was the top. It's kind of cute. If you actually think about it, it's kind of cute. It's kind of adorable that uh, that you would do that. But I don't know. I was going to say something. I was going to say something funny to her, but she gave me one of these looks, you know, like, and I thought, no, okay, I won't. 
I'll leave that one alone. I'll bug her after Halloween about it. And I'm not putting her down or anything. That's adorable. I think that's adorable. That's an adorable thing to do. Take the insides from the bottom of the pumpkin. Maybe it's brilliant. It's actually a brilliant idea. Maybe. And I've made mistakes like that. One year for Christmas, I bought one of those those effed up turkeys. You know what I mean? It's like a utility turkey. And I, when I brought it home, I, I didn't know which was the, the turkey tits, which side the turkey tits, the turkey breast was on. And I ended up cooking the turkey upside down. Tasted really good. It worked out well, but that was dumb of me. I never wanted to. I stuffed the turkey with butter on its ass side and uh, thought it was the tit side up. But it wasn't. And that was stupid. This might be brilliant. How about that? Whoever thought about doing it that way. Anyways, hope you guys are doing good. Thank you. I got 300 subs and... Thank you for liking my stuff, commenting on my stuff, and subscribing. Please call the hotline number 604-330-2512. I love it when you do that. And subscribe. I haven't been on here for a while. There's been some comments. I don't usually get to the comments. There's been a call. I'm going to play a call. And uh, I got to get my ass on here more. I can't take breaks. I don't want to. But yeah, let's take a call. How about that? I know you want to. Hey, Clinton. This is Jazz. Jazz. This is Jazz. You know the guy's a good-looking guy, right? I've met... Every single Jazz I've ever met is good-looking, whether it be a boy or a girl. And uh, what a great... I like the name. Jazz. What's up, Jazz? Uh, I just want to say I love the podcast. Thank you. And, uh, I just have a question for you: Is uh, what would be your advice for a hopeful applicant to the RCMP? Thanks. Mm-hmm. Hopeful. Let me unplug that. Hopeful. Oh, hopeful applicant. I don't know. My advice. Um, if you're a hopeful, I don't. I, it's such a huge question, with a huge answer. Where do you start? Have you taken the test? My advice for the test would, if, if you're not very good at tests, to get a tutor for math and English. I almost have to break it down into sections because the application process is long. My best advice would be stay out of trouble, I guess. During your process, stay out of trouble. Don't break the law. Obviously, don't get a speeding ticket. Don't get into a car accident. Watch who you hang out with. When I was in recruiting for three months, maybe it was four, People were getting gonged. They were getting kicked out because they were hanging out with people that did drugs. Back then, marijuana was illegal. Just stay away from it all. Stay away from it all. Stay away from your buddies that do it. Even if it's a cousin. You can get deferred for just hanging out with somebody who does drugs. Yeah, stay out of trouble. Know how to type? That would be a big thing. You're going to be typing your ass off. When I was trying to become a cop, I went on Craigslist, bought an old typewriter, manual typewriter, because I didn't have a computer, and I bought a typing book. Actually, my ex-girlfriend gave me uh, her typing book, and I taught myself how to type. I stopped at, like, M, and you can tell to this day that I stopped on M. 
thought I was good enough. I wish I would have kept on going, but it only takes a night to learn how to type. It's unbelievable. So learn how to type. No English. You're going to be using English. You're going to be telling a story. But that's not answering your application process question. Certain things are out of your hands, right? Your eyes. Hopefully you got good eyes. Hopefully you don't need laser eye surgery. Your health. Your mental mental health. If all those things are good, then half the battle is beaten. So I would say, stay out of trouble. When they did a background check on me, they went to every single boss I ever had, personally. Every single boss I ever had and interviewed them about me. They interviewed my friends and uh, they went to every single place I used to live. They would knock on that old rental door and they would walk knock on each neighbor's door and just have a conversation about me. So the background, stay out of trouble. Just know that, they're, that they can possibly do that. I don't think the background check is that in depth anymore, but, and keep with it. Keep, it took me years to become a cop. It's not really like that anymore. They're only taking 65 white dudes at one point, but uh, keep with it. Keep with it. If you don't pass the test, take it again. I think you could take it every six months now. Used to be every year. Don't live with a girl, Jazz. If you're single, stay single. Or a guy. If you're single, stay single. I'll give you it. I'm going through the process. I moved in with my sister. Because after my interview, I was told, expect to go to depot anytime. So I moved in there. I lived there for a year. It was weird. With her and her boyfriend at the time. I finally get the call. You know where the girl, a recruiting girl is going to say, you're going to Troop 14. And I'm ex- kind of expecting it because I told them I can't keep on living like this anymore. She calls me up. My sister answers. I pick up the phone and the lady... The lady actually said, the recruiting lady says, before I start, I just need to know who was that girl who answered the phone. And I'm like, that was my sister. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because we would have have had to do a background check on her if you're living with a girl. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I would, that would have been another six months, a six month wait. So just keep note of that. I don't know. Is that even advice? Answer the pre-employment polygraph questionnaire with uh, truth. Just answer the question exactly how they're asking it. And uh, you'll probably do fine. You'll probably be fine. And don't finger bang your aunt's dog. Don't do that. Because that's bestiality now. Okay? You don't want to be doing that shit. You probably want me to elaborate Maybe I will at a later date. Maybe you got another question. Maybe I missed something. But yeah, I think that's it. Let's go to the uh, let's go to a couple of comments. How about that? Okay, I'm on my channel comments. I'm only going to read a couple of these. I got a message from a Jamie Stanyworth or Stanworth Stanforth Stanyforth. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. Uh, think it's a dude. I don't. Maybe it's a girl. I don't. I don't know but sent me a video clip. So let's watch the video clip. Something about William. It's Williams Lake. That's what it is. 
Something happened in Williams Lake the other day. October 26th. Hmm. I think. And let's watch the video. Oh my God. No, who got oh your eye? I'm feeling this. Oh no. Hey, stop that. Filming this. You're being filmed. Did you get that? Yes, I filmed that. They did not need to kick him like that. I filmed that. Okay, hey, yeah, thanks for the video. I hadn't seen it before, and uh, I know a little of the background because there's something written up about. First of all, this lady filmed it. Thank you for. Thank you for filming that. Bad guy. He doesn't stop for police. Okay, they're in a pers pursuit. The police are in a pursuit, and bad guy. They throw two. Damn it, what are those called now? Spike belts at his vehicle. Two of, two of them. It's a very dangerous situation, guys, if, you, if you're not a police officer to throw a spike belt at a vehicle. Pursuit. He's refusing to stop. And at, when you see at the beginning, you can actually, it took me a couple times to watch this, but you can see at the beginning his vehicle. He stops right at the cliff, right at the embankment there and jumps out, jumps out of, out of his car. And the police got him. I'm surprised that nobody's clapping in the background. Like, way to go, police. You caught the bad guy. Like, you would you would think that, right? Turns out this guy has seven warrants for his arrest. He's facing over 10, ten charges. According to the media. According to the media, okay? It might be more, might be less. Who knows? He's facing 10 charges. Seven warrants. They couldn't find this guy. That's why they issued warrants for his arrest for several, well, for seven different criminal charges. So, great. They got him. And it's kind of a good feeling when you're a police officer, too. When you, when you think, when you kind of fear death a little bit, which they probably did because the pursuit is pretty, it's pretty strenuous on the heart. And the adrenaline goes through the roof and... This guy was, the bad guy was, the police also thought he had uh, a loaded firearm. They had reason to believe it. Both cops that took that guy down. So they got him in handcuff. They got him under control. It appears that he might have been, a bad guy might have been out of control. They gave him a couple of strikes. They put handcuffs on him. They took a shit rat off the road, off, out of the community, into jail. So Great job. Good catch. I like it. Almost sounds like she had a problem with it, though. I don't get that. That's weird, eh? Rooting for the bad guy. Wonder why. Wonder why. It's a lot you don't see from the video. There's a lot that you... You know, you tell people, get on the ground, put your arms behind your back, and they don't, right? They don't. 
Then what do you do? What do you do? He has a firearm. I think he might have a firearm. Should you just pet him lightly? Put your arms behind your back, and if you don't, which he possibly wasn't doing, karate chop here and there. Oh, well. It's not the cop's fault. It's not the cop's fault that this guy took off on police and refused to stop. Not the cop's fault that he has seven warrants. Not the cop's fault that they believe that he had a loaded firearm. Not going to take that lightly. And thanks for the comment, Jamie, by the way. Next comment, Steve. Caruthers. I, I can't speak, guys, but I think it's Steve Caruthers. About 23 hours ago, sent me a message. Hi, Clint. Thank you for your video. I have a university degree and applied to the RCMP in City 2. Good. Awesome, man. Exciting. Should I do police foundations in the meantime until I hopefully get hired? Or is it a waste of money? It's a waste of money. Don't do it. You got a university degree. That's enough of schooling, okay? You got enough schooling if you want to become a cop. Would I benefit more in working security until I'm hired? I'd, like a security? No. Like a security officer? No. You, but you got to do, do a job. You, would I benefit working in security until I'm hired? No. No, that's not going to really benefit you. Prepare for your interview now, your RCMP interview. I wrote a story of my life. Basically, a story of my life. Because I knew I was going to possibly have to use those examples of what I did in life, how I responded to a situation. I know I know it's a little bit different now, the, the interview, but how can I apply that? Like, where were the... Look at the RCMP mission statement values, all that stuff, and try to write to that, like, when were you that? Review what the mission statement is, and when were you that? Uh, that's how you're going to benefit. Uh, but you got a degree, dude, which is great. It's great for city cops. They want you to have that, that extra schooling. Uh, police foundations, the only thing you do in depot is read your criminal code. That's what you do. That's your book. That's what you study. The criminal code, the annotations, understanding what the main charges are, powers of arrest. We knew that thing inside and out. To, uh, I don't enjoy your time while you, well, it might take you six months to a year, right? But uh, you're welcome. Thanks for watching. I would actually say for you to take an English course, but you already have one because you have a university degree. English is huge. How to write a writing English course. That's a big one. Okay, next one. Shrek F. Murdoch. Murdoch. Show idea for comment. Cl click on this link. And, man, this might be a long one here. I might not have. So I'm... Shrek wants me to... Comment on the title of this article, NDP, AFN, ND, NDP call for Trudeau to remove RCMP Commissioner Lucky. Well, right away when I think that, I think, remove Lucky? Why Lucky? Why not Trudeau? That's what I think right away. Trudeau hired Lucky. What's getting rid of Lucky going to do? 
they're just going to replace her with another person that Trudeau wants. He's going to sit down all the candidates. Who's going to be the next RCMP commissioner? And anybody that says there's not systemic racism in the RCMP, he's not going to hire. So hiring anybody else, I don't see if... No, I would say, no, don't remove the RCMP commissioner. That's my comment. But there's a video clip attached to this, guys. And... uh, Has to do with lobsters. Okay. So the article says that they want... The commissioner fired. They want her to resign. They want Trudeau to make her, fire her, or they want her. They're calling for calling for a resignation. These chiefs uh, over over the lobster response, I guess. There's so many videos that CTV has done. I'll I'll click on a couple. We'll talk briefly about it, and we'll listen to all their valid points, right? On why she should be fired. Subaganakari Chief Mike Sack joins me now. Chief Sack, nice to see you. Thanks so much for being there. I know you're a busy man, but now I want to ask you just directly. Do you think Brenda Lucky needs to resign? Chief Sack, he's going to give some really good reasons why the commissioner should be fired. Let's hear what Mike has to say. Yeah, good evening, Joyce. Thanks for having me. Uh, that question came at me earlier today, and I, I put a lot of thought into it. And He put a lot of thought into it, guys. The answer is going to be intelligent. I guess say it, but I believe so. Um, the RCMP were way behind on, on what happened there. Uh, okay, point number one. This is why. The RCMP were way behind on what happened there. This is why Brenda Lucky should be fired. It's here to point two. Point two. RCMP were way behind on on what happened there. Uh, I commend the RCMP officers on the ground. You know they did a great job of what they had to work with, but unfortunately, um, coming from the top down, um, it just seems there doesn't be a big grip on on the racism and, and what we go through as a minority group. She should be fired because there's not a grip on racism and what goes through from the top down. So she should be fired because there's not a good grip on the racism. Give me an example, Mike. Give me an example of the racism, the systemic racism within the RCMP. I want to hear it. Because you got to, right? You have to, right? I'm still waiting for these examples, guys. Where are the examples? Please, just somebody give me an example. Today, systemic racism in the RCMP. Just give me an example. You got to come grip grips to the racism. Please give me an example of that. Sit down with her, talk to her. Is is, re, is her resignation the only solution? Is what I'm trying to ask you. Oh right, yeah. Sorry, I guess I should clarify that. I'm talking about the officers that are there lately. You know, they're doing a great job. At that, those days where the, the tensions were high, those officers were. I'm not sure. They just didn't know what was going on or or what to do. So, um, with that said, that's why I do believe that. Uh, Maybe it's not the right position for her. And, um, you know, maybe somebody else needs to be put in place that's well aware of racism. And um... Okay. So the tensions were high at the beginning of all this, this, this protests and uh, the fighting. And uh, the tensions were high and he's not sure what was going on. And because of that, might not be, she might not be the right, she might not be in the right position. 
tensions were high. Not she, she wasn't sure what was going on. And because that might not be the right position for her, they need someone who is well aware of racism. That's his answer. Oh, man. Okay. We need somebody who is well aware of racism. He, she called everybody racist. What are you talking like? Isn't she aware? She thinks all police are racist. All RCMP members. The commissioner thinks that. She said it. She even called herself racist. Wouldn't that make her aware? I know I'm talking like an idiot. I just... Well aware of the racism. Give me an example, Mike. How well and how alive it is. It's, it's very unfortunate, but we're we're faced with that. And it's very scary when you're, you're outnumbered and um, you don't know who you can call on or who you can rely on. And then when they go back on, uh, on TV and they're, you know, backing up their statements and saying that they did their best they could, that that's not enough. Let me ask you now today, how are tensions today? What's going on today? It's nice and calm, you know, beautiful day, nice weather. If the prime minister, you know, says, yeah, okay, I'll fire my RCMP. How, what, what kind of commissioner, what do you need to fix the situation? Is it really the commissioner? Is it, is it, at, is the problem way at the top? Isn't the problem a little bit all the way down? Or all the way through systemically from the top all the way through to the bottom? Well, I guess it would depend on the mandate that they're pushing down type of thing. So uh, I personally don't know the commissioner and, uh, you know, it could be premature of me to say, but from what I see and what I've experienced, um, there's been a lot of racism throughout Canada. Like what? We're so afraid to say it's, we're, we're the, we've never been better when it comes to racism in Canada, ever. If you're going to speak about racism, if you're going to speak about police, systemically racist, you got to give some examples, don't you? This is getting a little bit old. And this is just putting it on the forefront. Uh, thank God for cameras. And um, I think you definitely need, need to be more proactive. So maybe somebody else would do so uh, if they were replaced. What does that mean? If somebody would be more proactive to do what? What's your idea? Proactive doing what? Fighting racism by doing what? What do you want stopped? The racism. But, but like what? Tell me. Give me an example, right? Give me an example. They can't give examples. Yeah. So, I mean, on the ground now, there's a lot of a lot more RCMP officers. You know, they had the roads blocked off, not letting people in to, uh, to cause trouble. So they're just keeping the crowd separate. Um, but that day when you had 300, 400 people in one area and there's 12 officers standing there, you know, I think maybe more should be talked about than just the, the commissioner for the RCMP. Maybe it's a... Uh, you know, other avenues to, to change as well. But overall, Canada needs to look at um, at racism, make it a big part of a priority. And uh, we're all Canadian. We're all equal. So treat everybody equal. We're all equal. So treat everybody on. We're all equal. So treat everybody equal. Because I guess that's not happening right now. People are not being treated equally. Can I have an example? Would it kill you to give me an example so I understand what you're talking about exactly? How are cops treating different races unequally? And I know somebody probably flipping out right now going, oh my God, did he just say that? Well, can you give me an example? That's all I'm asking for. Keep on going, Mike. So what would that change that you're calling for look like? That's a, that's a great question. Um, systemic racism, I believe, 
I wholeheartedly believe if the situation was reversed and there was 300 Mi'kmaq and 30 commercial fishermen, there would have been a lot more police in the area. You know, I'm sure of it. Um, we've seen it in the past. So until I can wholeheartedly say I believe in my heart that that's not the case, um, racism is just everywhere. That's his answer? What would that change you're calling for look like? Systemic racism. That's his answer? Systemic racism, I believe. Okay, now give me an example of systemic racism. That's his, that's his answer. It was racist because there was only 12 cops on scene initially when bad things started happening over there to do with lobsters. I know nothing about the lobster thing, okay? It's not even a police issue. They're just trying to... Police are just getting called to make sure two sides don't kill each other. So they come up with 12 officers. He says that's racist because if it was, if the roles were reversed, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. What do you say? What do you say to these comments? It's systemically racist that 12 cops came and not more because if the roles were reversed, if it was a b bigger group of people from a the other side, they would have had way more than 12. They would have had 15 and 20. I, I don't know. 12 members for 300 people initially doesn't seem bad to me, but that's racist. And I'm racist for disagreeing with Mike, I guess. Right? Because that's what it's coming down to. I don't even know what to say. I don't know if there's any more point talking about it. I've already spent too much time on it, but he wants the RCMP commissioner fired because she's not handling systemic racism, racism all that well, even though we have no examples of a systemic racism. Mike gives one example. He said there should have been more cops on scene, so she needs to lose her job because of that because she doesn't have a grip on systemic racism or racism in Canada. Uh, I'm not convinced. There's another video. Shrek F, I'm doing my best here, okay? The article had a couple of clips that I thought I'd play to make my comment for Shrek F. And maybe, I know this isn't my best stuff. Maybe it's because I've done it so much. Uh, everybody probably thought I was going to say, yeah, fire Lucky. But no, I don't want to see anybody really get fired. And firing her ain't going to do nothing. It ain't going to do shit. They're just going to put somebody else in there. Somebody that uh, agrees with Trudeau. It's funny, when you retire, your compassion comes back and you don't want to see even people that have made mistakes lose their job. It's easy to say, fire. So I want to know, they want her to resign, so give me a good reason why. And that's what I'm looking for. But I've done all this, I've done all this, I've talked about all, all about the systemic racism and it not being in the RCMP. Not saying there isn't racist cops, of course there is. There's no doubt. But it's not systemically racist. It's just it ain't. It's not the way it is. Cops are not going out looking for certain groups, not oppressing certain groups, hunting down certain groups, putting down certain groups in jail because of the color of their skin. They just don't do it. I've never seen it done. I've never met a racist cop even though I know there's racist cops. So don't tell me there's a systemic problem. The last thing cops want to do is arrest anyone. It ruins their night. They're definitely not going out looking for a certain type of skin color. 
That's ridiculous. It doesn't happen. So I'm going to watch this video. Now this lady, I don't even know her name. Doesn't matter. She's interviewed by the news. She thinks Commissioner Lucky should uh, put in her resignation. Let's hear her points. Sheila North joins me now. She's a CTV commentator and former Grand Chief for Northern Manitoba. She joins me from Winnipeg today. Sheila, always great to have you on the program. Thank you, Angie. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with uh, AFN Chief Perry Bellegarde's call for the RCMP commissioner to, to resign? I couldn't agree more. And in fact, I... Couldn't agree more. Pretty strong, right? Pretty strong. She's going to come up with some good points. Let's listen to her good points. Asked for her resignation even to her directly before for her handling on mostly Indigenous issues. So she asked for her resignation for her handling on Indigenous issues. What issues? Tell me. What are they? So that's a reason why she asked for her resignation. Let's keep on going. Issues, and we saw this uh, poor attitude and... Poor attitude. The commissioner had a poor attitude. She's seen her poor attitude. Can I have an example of her poor attitude? No, I can't. ...and even racist attitude. Oh, whoa, okay. Racist attitude. Well, maybe she has a point there. She did call herself racist. The commissioner said all RCMP members are racist. Maybe that's what she's talking about, so I got to give her the benefit of the doubt on that one. But when you say racist attitude, can you give me a, can you give me an example? Is that too much to ask? I just want examples. And not even being able to define systemic racism. So yes, I totally agree with that, uh, that statement. Okay, so that's another point. She needs to resign because the commissioner can't define systemic racism. Well, the commissioner can't define systemic racism because it doesn't exist. Just a word that they're grabbing and making themselves look fancy-dancy. There is no systemic racism in the RCMP. So how is she going to do it? She only said it because her boss wanted her to say it, Trudeau. And she thought she'd lose her job if she didn't agree or say something like that. She had to admit that there was systemic racism. But now try to define it. How can you define something that doesn't exist? Can she, can this lady that the news are talking to give us examples of systemic racism? Nobody does. Nobody ever does. Nobody. Not one person does it. Today, give me an example of systemic racism. You can't do it, you bigwigs. You say the word... But you can't back it up. Can, gee, can you believe this news reporter? Can This lady she's interviewing says that the commissioner has a poor attitude and a racist attitude. And that news reporter doesn't even say, can you follow up on that, please? You said the commissioner has a racist attitude. Explain. Doesn't even follow up on the... Biggest statement in this interview. Why Why do they do that? Are they really interested in finding terrible reporting? Give me an example. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Why would the commissioner think that? Because she did what? Can't give an example, can't she? So these people want her to resign. Why? Because she can't define systemic racism. That's a reason to fire somebody? You can't define it? Okay, sure. And she has a poor attitude and a racist attitude. No examples. Again, no examples. Can somebody give me an example? Systemic racism in policing? <laughs> Can you hear the lawnmower, really? They're cutting grass right now. 
Can we move on to another comment? Thanks, Shrek F. Channel comments. Sorry, that took forever. Okay, maybe I'll do one more comment. I feel bad about Steve Carruthers. He asked about police foundations. I don't know. I guess any schooling's good schooling, right? But uh, a degree, dude? I got a criminal criminology diploma. Mm. I got a two-year criminology diploma. It took me three years to get it. And I don't think it really did anything for me. The only thing it did for me was second or third year English that I took. And it, it taught me how to write. Which saved me. It'll save you hours. Okay, let's do another one. It's from... Uh, Cookie Monster? It's from the Cookie Cookie Monster, okay? And thanks for your comments. I'm not making fun of the name. Thanks for your comments. I love it when you guys comment on here. I can't always get to them. I wish you'd call the, the line more. But uh, let's... what cook, cook? It's Cookie Monster with a Q, so I don't know what that means. The Cookie Monster. Hey, Clinton, awesome stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've been casually watching your videos. Why casually? I just got my troop offer. Fuck. Awesome. There's nothing more exciting. Well, there is, but that's a very exciting moment when you get your troop offer. Now you can just sit back and relax and wait till you go to depot. And don't call it depot. And I'm wondering if you talk... If you talk about the work politics, what you do if your sergeant or management are a bunch of bozos. Okay, well, worry, my advice to you, worry about depot, worry about getting through depot. Then start thinking about those things afterwards, after you've become a cop. What do you do if your sergeant or management are a bunch of bozos? We, you, That's such a, I need a more narrow of a question, I guess. You're going to run into bozos. You're going to work for bozos. You, There's nothing you can do about it. There's going to be somebody on your watch that's a bozo that you don't like. You're going to have a sergeant that, that is a bozo. I guess my only advice, generic advice, would be to face that bozo, bozo head on. You do the work to fix it instead of trying to get somebody else to do the work. Instead of trying to tell on that person. You try to fix it, and then you take it from there, okay? I don't know. Did I answer it? You can't get away from bozos. You can't get away from a bad boss. You're going to have it. How do you deal with it? Head on. That's how you deal with it. You start there. That's a start. You want me to talk about the raking process, how to become a corporal? I promise to do that another time. That is just, again... Worry about depot, worry about shooting your gun, worry about your trigger pull, worry about your pit, worry about being clean and knowing how to march and understanding your criminal code. Worry about stuff like that and your powers of arrest and how you arrest somebody. I guess it's good that you're thinking about how you become a corporal already. You're you're about to go to depot, you're you're about to be you're not you're not a cadet even yet, but you're thinking about how to become a corporal. Quickly, when you become a constable, write down everything, document everything, something that you did good, because one day you might have to use that example, that one thing that you did good, 
that you can then write to. It's hard to write to all the competencies to become a corporal. You write a good resume, it gets validated, they say yes, you've passed. You start applying for certain jobs, corporal jobs. It used to be you had to be top seven. When you wrote the test, the corporal exam, the NCO exam, you needed a good mark. It's kind of how you become a corporal. And you want me to talk about over how overtime works? Yeah. God. Man, just enjoy that you're going. Sit back and just enjoy right now that you're going to Depot. Think about how you can. Depot is designed to pass you, but think about how you could be better off in Depot. I need to do a video about just Depot. Tips on depot, something like that. But uh, yeah, I would just be focusing on depot right now. Overtime, oh man. I don't like overtime. I think it's BS. I do. I don't like how they pay you. Usually when you go onto a watch, it's four on, four off. Two days, two nights. Your first shift, if you work past your shift, you get time and a half. Your second shift, second day shift, if you work past that shift, you get time and a half. Then you start your night shift the next day. If you work into the morning past your shift, you get time and a half. Then your last shift, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is so boring. I'm sorry, but I feel bad. I need to answer him or her. It's a cookie monster. I don't know. Last shift. If you work past your last shift, that extends into your day off. When you work days off, you get double time. So now you can collect double time. You can collect double time on your Days off. Yes, you can work a 12-hour shift. Again, 12 hours of double time on your day off. Before your shift and after your shifts, that's when you get double time. I think it's ridiculous. Hopefully the union, I think the union will change it. After your first day shift and you have to work an extra couple hours, that should be double time, right? Obviously. Etc. I I promised that, that you want etc. Et on top of that. I promised to do that another day. Uh, I've been way too long. Oh, my wife's going to come home and she's going to want a stick of gum. Maybe she'll finish carving her pumpkin. I got to get right. If she knew I showed this, I'd be dead meat. I need to get rid of this. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Call the hotline number 604-330-2512. Thanks.